economist Benjamin Grimm once said, the investor's chief problem and even his worst enemy is likely to be himself. This quote captures perfectly that tendency for investors to act irrationally and in ways that are contrary to their own interests. Over the past few decades, an entire academic discipline has sprung up on this topic, behavioral finance, which is the study of the influence of psychology on investor behavior. While we investors would like to think we always carefully weigh our options and sensibly choose the ones that offer the most benefit, the fact that, that we often don't, it turns out that real people aren't even really good at identifying options, let alone choosing the right one. We tend to misinterpret information and miscalculate simple statistical probabilities, and we react to events in emotional and often counterproductive ways. How's my financial health, Doc? Welcome to the Financial Literacy Podcast for Healthcare Professionals, where financial security and wealth topics are not a taboo. Today, I'm doing a mini-series on human behavior and the behavior of investment. Mainstream financial theory makes the assumption that market participants are rational. Behavioral finance and investor psychology demonstrate otherwise, that human beings systematically deviate from this rational behavior. When it comes to money and investing, we're not always as rational as we think we are. In 2001, Daobar, a financial service research company, released a study entitled Quantitative Analysis of Investor Behavior. And it concluded that the average investor consistently failed to achieve returns that beat or even matched the broader market indices. Insights into the theory and findings of behavioral finance may help us and you understand why. Behavioral finance suggests that investors fall victim to a series of cognitive and emotional forces that lead them to make bad decisions. Investors could be their own worst enemies. In fact, it is often results in irrational behavior. Having and implementing a strategy that is well thought out and sticking to it may help you avoid many of these common investing mistakes. By knowing these limitations and human behaviors and decision-making, investors can make corrections and avoid falling victim to their own emotions. Welcome back everybody to the How Is My Financial Health Doc podcast. And I am your host, Vu Ketran. I have a good friend with me today, and his name is Chris Rugel. Chris is a financial advisor and a portfolio manager, and he is an expert at behavioral finance because he sees all the mistakes that his clients make every single day. Chris is a associate uh, portfolio manager with uh, Vector Global, and he's very experienced uh, in investments um, and in uh, human behavior. So I'm going to introduce Chris. Chris, um, you could probably do a better job than I just did there. Why don't you introduce yourself uh, and tell us what you do? Thank you. 
Thank you, Dr. Tran. Okay, so a little bit about myself. Uh, I am a Senior Director and Associate Portfolio Manager at Vector Global Canada. Vector Global is a portfolio manager. We're based in Toronto, uh, but we are actually an American firm. Uh, we provide asset management to clients around the world. I myself am a former trader with one of the big banks in Canada, uh, and I've been managing either individual or institutional assets for over 25 years. I've lived through it all. And I think maybe that's why you have me on the podcast today is that uh, I've managed clients through things like the Ontario referendum, the Asian financial crisis, the Russian financial crisis, the dot-com bubble, 9-11, the credit crisis, and obviously the, uh, you know, what we've gone through over the last year. Absolutely. So with your wealth of experience and knowledge and, and definitely you seeing all the ups and downs and what your clients and yourself have gone through, at least emotionally, from an investment standpoint, uh, this is where we want to pick your brain today. Right. I've seen it all. <laughs> Except Funny. for the great. Okay. So let's talk about uh, behavioral investing uh, because it's there is such a, a science out there that talks about human behavior when it comes to investment and investment decisions. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we're human. Um, so we, I think we can agree that we are very much driven by our emotions. Uh, and when it comes to money, uh, fear. So in that way, we are all very related. Uh, and, and those emotions and, and psychological behaviors lead to different actions that sometimes can be detrimental to an investor's best interests. Uh, that's why there's a whole field dedicated to behavioral economics. You know, I learned this through a uh, leadership course recently that all decisions are made emotionally and then rationalized later. Makes sense. So uh, I, I think it comes to what you're saying. We're all human. We make decisions and we may not recognize it, but those decisions are initially emotional. And then we try to support it with rationale but everything that we decide on, it's an emotional decision. And so let's talk a little bit about that because this is one of those things that it's very funny. We, as, as people, we may not necessarily recognize it because it's often um, hidden. It's often unconscious. So let's go through some of the behaviors that you've seen in your clients over the years. Now, there's obviously all sorts of behavior, some maladaptive, some good, uh, but let's just talk about those that, you know, will not necessarily make their decisions the best. Let's, let's drill on that for now. And there's obviously many, many more than what we're going to be talking about today. But you've come up with a list of the major ones, the ones that you've seen most commonly. So let's address that. Um, what is for you the most common? Let's list them out first. Let's do the list and then we'll go through them one by one. Sure. Uh, I would say the one that I see the most often and I think is probably the most damaging is the one that uh, many refer to as the herd mentality. Uh, that one is the most common. The most common. And that one is the most common because it's fed to us by the media. So you hear about something, you hear about some fantastical story in the media, uh, i.e. GameStop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody is looking at it, is looking up you know, the ticker is looking up the stories, is, is seeing fantastic, you know, movement in the price, and they want to take advantage of it. And so then everybody starts sort of heading towards the same door. So that one is the one that I see the most often, but it isn't the only one. I mean, you've got things like, um, 
overconfidence, um, uh, a lack of diversification, whether it's under-diversified or over-diversified. Um, there's one that uh, you and I discussed previously, uh, which is one of my favorites. It's the gambler's fallacy. Uh, that one I hope we get a chance to talk about because that one is actually quite common as well. Um, and you have some like uh, the Song of the Siren. That mm -hmm. one is also very much related to the herd mentality. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, loss aversion versus risk aversion. Um, you have uh, cost awareness, you know, the, uh, the being mindful of costs. Uh, but to what extent and to whether it's beneficial or not. So those are the, some of the ones that I see the most often. And many of them, most of them are driven by obviously emotions, um, which is, is natural. What we have to do is, is be able to be disciplined in our investing so that they don't overtake uh, what the rational part of our mind. Absolutely. I think um, you've, you've mentioned it many times, you know, the the emotional part comes into play very often and the question is how do we control that and so we can maybe talk about that later uh, but let's just first address um the most common one so you mentioned the herd mentality why don't we start with that uh tell us a little bit of about that and why is it detrimental um so the herd mentality so that is um you know, sort of everybody heading to the, to the same door because of what they hear. Um, there's an element of fear of missing out. Uh, FOMO, FOMO, right? Yeah. And I know that's one of your favorite <laughs> topics of discussion. Um, I have a story. I have a good story. Uh, this one is actually one that I, I use often. Um, and this was, I remember back in 2011, a gold hit a big high. 1900, 2000 an ounce, something like that, U.S. Um and uh, I, I managed some athletes at the time. And uh, one of the things that they like to do is, is they talk among themselves in the locker room, I suppose. And so everyone was talking about gold and they were talking about it among themselves. And, and some of the ones that I managed uh, came up to me and uh, were asking, how do I invest in gold? How do I get into gold? Now, gold had already hit, you know, $1,900, $2,000. We now know in hindsight, it didn't push beyond that. In fact, Within two years, I think it was uh, 40% lower. Uh, but still, that's that's what happens. You know, people talk about it. You're talking about it with your buddy, with your friend, with your family, and all of a sudden you want to uh, invest in it. And uh, I had to talk down a few clients uh, about putting major, major allocations in their portfolio into gold. We wound up still taking some gold exposure because, you know, that's the choice that they made. But instead of putting half your portfolio or all your portfolio into gold, we wound up doing a 5% allocation, something more reasonable. Now, I wasn't prognosticating. I wasn't prophesizing that gold wasn't going to push higher. I certainly didn't know. This was simply prudent portfolio management, um, not to over allocate into an asset class just because it's a big story right now. And that's the tendency that people tend to have is that they hear a story and now they put half their portfolio, all their portfolio into something. And if it does turn out well, then, you know, you look like a genius, but more often than not, uh, once the story is out there, you know, the, op the opportunity um, is gone. So I simply applied a rule that I have learned over the years, um, which is if everyone is in the trade, it's time to get out. Right. So that's a pretty decent rule of thumb. If Joe Blow on the street, who doesn't know anything about investing is talking about a specific trade, then it's time to get out, uh, whether it's gold, Tesla, GameStop, whatever. Um, by the time you hear about it, and unless you 
are a big time trader in one of the big firms in New York or London, uh, then you are getting information that is old. Right. And that's something we have to recognize. Once you hear it on, on the nightly news, once you read about it in the globe, it's old news, fungus old. <laughs> and, and the opportunity at that point is minimal. And I knew that at the time, you know, it, it's not a perfect rule. You do miss out on some opportunities, but overall it's a rule that has proven to be true. Right. Tesla, so Tesla's a- what you're saying in the herd mentality is we obviously always want to play, be in the game, be, be yes. making that same money as my buddy who made, you know, a hundred percent, 200% on Tesla. But what you're saying is by the time you hear about it, the money's been made. Herd mentality or the fear of missing out is exactly that. Most of us get in on the trade when we hear about it on the news. But as Chris mentioned, by the time we hear it on the news, it is already old news and money has already been made. And if you jump in at that time, like everybody else in the form of herd mentality, there is higher probability that you will make less money or even start losing money when everybody gets out. Well, this is the first discussion on the first and most common investment behavior that is maladaptive. We will be talking about more in the future. And so please stay tuned for more discussions on behavioral finance and the behavior of investments with Chris Rugel. So for now, I will leave you all with a self-advertisement for my webinar on September 17, an all-day interactive webinar on personal literacy finance. So please go to www.beautifultimesinc.ca forward slash conference and workshops. On that website, you will see all the details about the workshop itself and also where you can register for the webinar. And I'm hoping to see some of you there, if not all of you there. How is my financial health doc podcast is hosted by Dr. Vukit Tran. Dr. Tran is a physician with a special interest in personal financial security and wealth education. Dr. Tran does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through this financial podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. Please confer with your advisor, lawyer, or accountant for specific advice.